Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. The big man, Howard Cross, John Schmelk with you. Busy show today. We continue our ride around college football with prospect analysis. We'll be joined by Ryan Fowler, who hosts a show on 100.9 FM down there in Tuscaloosa. Talks about Alabama prospects with former Crimson Tide. Howard Cross right here. Uh, and then at 1 o'clock, we're going to have Michael Eisen join us. He's at the owners' meetings out there on the West Coast, and uh, he'll join us uh, to talk about what John Mara, Brian Dable, and Joe Shane talked about when they addressed the media uh, at the owners' meetings out there uh, yesterday, and Brian Dable was this morning. Howard, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yourself? We're doing great. Let's get right to it. Yesterday, by the way, if you didn't listen, we had Clemson and Purdue covered in terms of prospects coming out. Today, we're going to do Alabama, and to discuss it is the one and only Ryan Fowler, who's been a constant contributor on the show at draft time. Again, he hosts a show down in Tuscaloosa on 100.9 FM. Ryan, you got John Schmelkin, former Tide, Howard Cross here on Big Blue Kickoff Live up, up, up here in New Jersey. How are you, my friend? Roll Tide, baby. Hey, hey, Roll Tide. It's good <laughs> to talk with you, Howard. Um, I think I reminded the audience last time. Uh, I go back to a childhood uh, where, where Howard Cross visited my school, and uh, I remember as a child, I think you were with Lamont Russell, if I'm not mistaken. But, Probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that was a lot of fun to catch up. It's it's uh, good to be able to talk with you, and everything's great down in Tuscaloosa. That's good, that's good. I'll be back down there, I think, in, um, what, what is today, a month and, a, and change from now for your graduation. My daughter graduates uh, May. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. You know, this town has exploded with growth. Uh, you know, I, I got here in 99 and 2000, you know, just watching the last 25 years of what Nick Saban has been able to do economically is it's simply amazing. It, yeah. it's, you have to pinch yourself to, to look at the growth of the city, but it's, it's great to be able to catch up with you. <laughs> same here, same here. All those Howard Cross checks are paying off down there in, in, in Tuscaloosa. Hey, look, right. the, the president of <laughs> hey, university, was, the hey, president of university told was, me they're building a new building every thirty days. I don't think I got that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> 
You might want to sell them some buildings, though. You can do that. All right, uh, Ryan, let's get to it right here. A little bit of a different draft for Alabama. Usually we're talking about some awesome Alabama wide receiver that's coming out. We don't have mm-hmm. that this year, but we do have a lot of other really good players. Uh, don't want to spend a ton of stuff on Bryce Young because we've talked so much about him. Give me something on Bryce Young from being down there in Alabama and being up close to him that maybe we and, and the listeners might not have heard or know based on everything we've heard about him during the draft pro- uh, process. I've never covered the NFL. I've only covered college football. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a guy in a press availability just elaborate so much on an answer. He sounds like a 10-year NFL veteran quarterback. When he's in a press room, mm-hmm. It's if you look at his responses, they're between 45 seconds and two minutes. Wow. It's, not, it's not one sentence or two sentences. He kind of goes into details. Uh, I, I think his dad has really helped him. The mental side of it, uh, his dad's uh, in the mental health field as far as a therapist. And so I think he's processed a lot of this information. Uh, you can't, you're coming out of, out of high school. Uh, I had interviewed a reporter that had done a study talking about five-star and how quick that can go to your head. Uh, but not for Bryce Young. He, he's been a, just an absolute uh, enjoyable to cover. Anytime he's got a media availability, highly respectful. Uh, I've watched him do things uh, that just, you know, made me text his father and be like, you've you've done a great job of raising this young man. And he's going to be an ambassador for the University of Alabama. Uh, I have no doubt. Wherever he ends up, uh, he's going to represent this place the way it should be represented. Uh, Bryce Young, I I know it's, you know, I'm on with you guys. I'm supposed to say good things about Alabama. But uh, uh, Bryce is is just something – uh, that you don't get every day. You, you don't get, I mean, that, that's just not as common. And the way that he's respectful, uh, he's a 10 out of 10 uh, off the field for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Bryce has always talked about, Will's always talked about, even Dion, I mean, even, even Branch has always talked about. But let me ask you something about the two guys that I, that I was curious about mostly. Because Alabama kind of jumped in on that transfer portal last year and they picked up, you know, Jameer Gibbs and Henry Tutu. All right, Tua, Tua. Tua, Tua, you got yeah, it. Yeah, so... Uh, Tell me, tell me a lot about them because I, you know, I, I think Gibbs is like one of the top running backs probably coming out in this draft, right? I, I think he's going to be a first rounder. I think he's right after Bijan. No yeah, question. I, I think he should be a first rounder. I mean, he's explosive. He's he's quick. He catches the ball out of the backfield. He's he's something to watch. But the linebacker from Tennessee that, we, that they came over from Tennessee also really good player. I got him like you know middle second round. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, think about this for Henry Toa Toa. The Nick Saban defense is so complex. Now, in fairness, he came from the Tennessee system under Jeremy Pruitt, mm-hmm. which is very similar in, in concepts with what they do here as far as uh, being a signal caller. But, I mean, he walked in from day one and was the signal caller on the defensive side of the football. So that within itself uh, talks about, you know, Ozzie Newsom told me one time, he said, you know, Alabama guys, they have a Ph.D. in football. He said they just know football. He said other, you know, colleges, they produce masters or, you know, bachelor's degrees. He said, but Alabama has – when we get a football player from there, they know the game in and out. Henry Toa Toa, same thing. When you look at him, uh, I, there's some things that I question about him. He's not a thumper. Okay. Uh, he's not a guy that, that wants to put his, his head, or at least that's just judging for me. Uh, and, and some of that may have been – I know he was uh, had a you know injury in the first part of the season, uh, even last year, so maybe he was a little bit hesitant there. But he didn't – you know, he's not that typical Alabama thumper that, that Alabama's had in the past. 
But I think signal calling, you know, first down, second down, uh, decent in coverage. He, he's a guy that, you know, if you get him isolated uh, on mismatch, then, then he can he can hold his own in, in some departments. Yeah. Uh, like Henry, I, I like Henry a lot. I like his personality. Another really good guy as far as leadership. Uh, you know, not really a probably like you said a first round guy, but but you can see him there in the second round. Yeah, how big is he? Uh, he, he's probably he's probably two thirty, two twenty five. He's a little smaller than you know. Let, let's say where Alabama was at in the early part. I, yeah. I, I don't really know uh, his weight at the NFL Combine. Alabama kind of adjusts a little bit of those when the roster. So it's kind of like Bryce Young. They had him at. I think he had him in over six, or no, maybe yeah. it was right at six. No, I, yeah, they stretch it just a little. Hey, I want that same guy helping me out when I go to my doctor's appointment. <laughs> you know, trim some off, add some where they needed to do. I need, I need him as an accountant. Tall. <laughs> <laughs> right, t- so tell me about uh, Jameer Gibbs. Like you know, I've watched him all year. I thought he was one of the most explosive players, like on the field. Uh, when usually watching these big time receivers coming from all directions. This kid, when he was on the field, he did a little bit of everything, and it was exciting to see. Yeah, if you can compare maybe to some of the Alabama running backs that have come through there, so you, many you, good you, ones have come through there over can. the years. Well, that's why I wanted to no, yeah. you actually can't. Let let's hear about that. Well, when you look at Jameer, I mean, let's start with walking in. I, I like guys who are not afraid of competition because that's what you're going to get in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Jameer Gibbs, think about where Alabama was at. I know they had some running back uh, knee injuries the year prior, so there was some possibly – you know, would they be able to go 100%? So, Jameer Gibbs stepped into a room that was very talented when you look at that running back room. It yeah. still is. But he was able – he wasn't afraid of competition. And so, he came in and immediately kind of stole the show. And you go back to A-Day last year, which is Alabama spring game, he really had a kind of coming out party that, that we'd already heard the buzz, and he just kind of confirmed the buzz. So, when you look at Jameer Gibbs walking in, uh, solid hands, uh, even though that Tennessee play uh, is one that I think will stick in Alabama's, you know, crawl a little bit. Uh, it, it, I don't think just you run, saw the just ball. Run the ball. Right? Just run the ball. Just run the ball. Just, just, just run, just we, run we, the ball. We don't ball. have to blame it on Gibbs. Just run the ball. You run the ball, you win the game. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And, and so a lot of people I know go back and look, but, I mean, he's got really good hands coming out of the backfield. Uh, it, it can give you a lot of power, even though – he doesn't kind of check that box, that power guy. Uh, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be a special player, you know, for running backs in the next level. I, I think he's going to have a productive few years and uh, never really got a chance to know him through the media. Yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't make him available a ton. Uh, and a lot of times Nick Saban does that for the newcomers. He kind of takes some of that media responsibility away from them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I want to touch on Brian Branch, who I think is going to be a first-round player. I know some people got a little scared off by his four five eight forty at the Combine. Now, is he a safety? Is he a slot corner, Ryan? Give me some insight on Branch, because you know safeties now. It's almost like three different positions in one. Your box safety, your free safety, your slot corner. How do you think Branch is going to translate to the NFL? I'd like to go back to Nick Saban uh, last week at Pro Day. I uh, was asked the same question about Brian Branch, and he said, listen, he can play safety. Uh, we had to use him, you know, in that slot, uh, that, that position. I believe they call it a money position. Yeah. So they, they pretty much, you know, had to use him there because of his coverage skills. Uh, but Brian Branch, I mean, Nick Saban literally, you know, said it. I know he's going to say great things about his players. Uh, but I think Brian Branch is, a, is another one of those guys that can play a lot of different areas. 
uh, which gives him more value at the, the next level. I, I also, you know, the people that we've spoken to think that, you know, he's a first rounder as well. Uh, but a guy that, you know, will, will come down and run support too. I mean, he, he's a he's a guy that not only can cover, but he can also come in and make some uh, sure tackles. I don't know his numbers as far as missed tackles, but I can't remember uh, maybe one or two, if, if any, uh, when you look at back at Brian Branch. He's a guy that, you know, unlike, you know, we were just talking about a couple of minutes ago, he's a guy that likes to put his nose in there a little bit and uh, physicality is, is kind of what he brings. But just watching him develop, uh, he really took some big steps those last two years, uh, which you see a lot of defensive backs here. Understanding the system, Nick Saban wants you to be able to play multiple positions in that secondary. That's his baby. That's what he takes a lot of pride in. And, you know, it's a it's been a ton of fun to watch him and uh, Jordan Battle and DeMarco Hellams kind of work in that secondary group. Yeah. I enjoyed him also. I do think he's going to translate to safety, though. But, you know, watching him kind of in the Tennessee game against that real speed, it kind of got to him a little bit. They got after him a little bit. But he'll 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 really translate to a safety or even a slot guy in the NFL. They won't be the same kind of guys like that out there. Uh, one more for me, and then I'm going to let John ask. Uh, the offensive line kind of wasn't the greatest year, right? But you got you got a guy that's probably going to be second round at Emil Ickery. Like, tell me about him. You said Tyler Steinhauer? No, Emil. Oh, Emil Ikeo. Okay, Tyler, too. You. You know, you know, also. Yeah, do both. Do both, Ryan. Uh, well, and, and Tyler Stein come in, you know, for Vanderbilt, you know, highly intelligent guy, picked up the offense super, super quick, which you knew he would. But you got to remember, uh, he just transferred in in June and was able wow. to step into that left tackle role. I talked to some people at Vanderbilt. They didn't think that, you know, that, that he would be able to hold up a left tackle of, of what Alabama really needed to protect Bryce Young, but he was. Uh, they also told me that they thought that they, they saw him more inside, and, and I'm sure you know that, that you could probably take a stain and buff him inside. He could play a lot of different positions. Uh, Emil is a guy that has just been reliable. Uh, I mean, he's probably not going to give you an A+. plus. He's probably not going to give you a C-. minus. He's just going to give you a B every single day when okay. you look at Emil yours. Probably not going to be that. You know, that 10 out of 10, but he's going to be that, you know, seven consistently in that B range. Uh, offensive line, Doug Marone, the, the year prior, I don't think did a lot of favors to those offensive linemen. I don't think he spent a lot of time developing. Uh, Eric Walford came in from Kentucky. He's a first-year offensive line coach. Seems like Alabama's going to get back to that physicality that, that maybe they've been missing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a much better job in 2022 protecting Bryce Young. 2021, as a group, I think they ranked 121 out of 131 in protecting the quarterback and giving up sacks. Wow. 2022, they they cleaned that up quite a bit and uh, got, got back to kind of physicality, and I think that's where they're going to take some steps uh, in the right direction this year. Right, I got two more for you, Ryan, before we say goodbye. Three other DBs coming out I want to ask you about. We have Jordan Battle, the other safety. Eli Ricks, who I know yeah. had, there's a lot of varying opinions on him. They love his traits, but maybe the play is not what you want it to be sometimes. And then you have uh, DeMarco Hellams as well. Give me a little thumbnail on those three, and then I got one more for you before we say goodbye. Well, DeMarco Hellams is probably not going to grade out great. I think I looked at the Alabama Combine. Mm-hmm. You know, When you look at NFL.com, I think he's one of the last guys that went there. Uh, probably a lot better in run support uh, than he would be you know, as far as, you know, he could cover, uh, he can give you some help. 
the Tennessee game probably didn't do him any favors. I thought they should have made some adjustments there. Uh, really took advantage of DeMarco Hellams. And, and that's the tape that I think everybody refers back to. And you don't know the circumstances. I thought it was a very bad game plan for Pete Golding and Nick Saban. Uh, they didn't adjust. They just kept, you know, allowing DeMarco Hellams to get beat out there. Yeah. Uh, when you look at DeMarco Hellams, uh, like, I, like I said about Brian Branch, DeMarco Hellams even more so. Uh, that guy will come in and put his head uh, in a lot of different situations. So probably not going to be highly graded uh, when you look at you know where his projection is. I, I haven't even heard a projection on, on more uh, like DeMarco a special Hellums. teams guy, right? Yeah, probably probably so. It just he, he may be a guy that you could develop and and you could use him. Jordan Battle on the other side. Uh, watch this young man walk into Alabama, develop into a leader. He was selected last year to come to SEC Media Days to represent with Bryce Young and Will Anderson. You know, if you could be in that group of leadership, uh, that speaks a lot about Jordan Battle. Always very, very solid with the media. Uh, always one of those guys that they're running out. So, that, and, and all the reason I bring up the media side of things is Nick Saban only runs players out there that are going to say the right things, that buy into what he's trying to teach. So Jordan Battle, uh, probably a little bit, uh, earlier pick, no doubt, with DeMarco Hellens, but um, Jordan Battle's a guy that, that can be that quarterback back in the secondary and, and can, you know, really find some interceptions uh, that, that, you know, maybe you didn't think was there. I, I really like Jordan Battle's projection to the next level. Okay. And how about Eli Ricks? Yeah, I mean, just didn't really get a chance to – I mean, we watched him mid-year make a switch, and he made Alabama's defense uh, much improved. I mean, his coverage skills uh, were reliable. It was something that, that Alabama could really put him on an island. Uh, and really, for his size, he's another guy that, that will surprise you with his physicality. Hmm. I mean, he, he's, he's, you know, not the biggest guy. Uh, but coming in, you know, he, he was patient, uh, walking in, projected, you know, coming out of LSU, hey, this guy's going to come into this season, be a first-rounder, and, and – did not grow impatient, which is so easy to do right now in the college game. He didn't do that. Uh, kept grinding, kept grinding. And then when his moment came um, and, and you had to, to move in uh, him in front of Terry and Arnold, uh, he was able to take the, take the responsibility. Uh, so Eli Ricks, you know, complex Nick Saban defense, uh, short period of time. Uh, I like what I see as far as the projection. And now, my, I was just hand-timing. I don't know exactly what he ran at Pro Day, but he was burning. Uh, I mean, it, it had to be somewhere in the four threes. And now, you know, they don't make those public. I mean, but he was he was flying when you look at the speed. So a fast Pro Day, like I said, nothing official, but just on my hand time, uh, I, I got like a four three nine is is what I got. But uh, but nothing official. Let me make sure I, I say that again. Yeah. Nothing official, just with. Just with my hand tied. That's, that's some crimson glasses he's wearing. I like yeah, that. I like <laughs> with, the last, with the last question, to, for me, for the last question, you know, we, we can't let it go. Will Anderson Jr., phenomenal kid. Uh, the, you know, got, you got to see him all the time watching him. Uh, was down in school, bumped into him and said hello. Just a super, just a super kid. Like, uh, tell me, like, What's his real projection? Because they, they've, I've heard super positive he'll be the first defensive lineman picked. I've heard like maybe he doesn't have that lean or that that bend. All I ever saw the kid do is make plays. Nick Saban he used a different adjective. I'll clean it up for you guys. But he told <laughs> he said he was a throwback competitor. Uh, 
uh, and, and he's got that old-school mentality when you look at Will Anderson. Uh, you know, early on, and I didn't think it was fair, uh, they started comparing Will Anderson to Derek Thomas uh, as far as his first couple of steps. Uh, listen, Derek Thomas, and I don't need to explain this to Howard, but he's on another level yeah. uh, when you look at Alabama. And, and so he's up here, and, you know, it's just unfair to compare, you know, Will Anderson. But coming into the season, that was a lot of the comparisons. Could he have that type of season? When you look at Will, uh, Nick Saban, you could tell the players that do all the things correctly uh, is the way that Nick Saban spends time talking about Will Anderson. Uh, I thought this year – that, that they played him in some of the techniques, and I don't know what they were trying to do. I still don't know. But it, it was almost like they slid him in on a guard. And, and I was trying to figure out, okay, guys, he's not going to overpower a guard with his size. And he even lost weight. weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so I thought and sometimes they actually took Will and might have misplayed him a little bit. So his production was down from the previous year. But it, but it wasn't down, you know, from Will Anderson's standards, it was a little bit down. He had lost a little bit of weight, and like I said, I, I thought they played him. He got caught a little bit inside too much, and that wasn't his fault. That was just, you know, him doing what the coaches, you know, put in on a responsibility. But I, I thought they should have, you know, kept him a little bit further outside. But that was several times that I watched them slide him in. And uh, he can handle it, but he's not going to give you that, you know, that – that pressure of the outside. Yeah, he, uh, he, but, won't be, he won't be doing it on the next level. He, no. he definitely won't be sliding. No, no not, not at that weight, no. All right, Ryan, yeah. I got real quick. Give me 15 seconds on each of these guys. Giants might want a defensive tackle in this draft. You have yep. DJ Dale and Byron Young, two players that I know are going to get drafted Byron for Alabama. Yep. And then I, we got a tight end here in Howard Cross. i got to ask you about Cam Latu as well. So mm-hmm. give me a little 15 seconds on each one of those three guys. Latu's a good player. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cameron Latou and, and, and a guy that checks a lot of boxes uh, came in as a you know a, a player that they switched and moved into tight end uh, significant you know role for him and was very productive, uh, really useful uh, in the Bryce Young check down side of things. He was a uh, receiver when, when he went DK. there. He was a receiver when he went there at first. Uh, no, he was actually on defensive side of the football. Oh wow, okay. He, I, mean, I mean, yeah, and so they moved him. Uh, to that that side of things, so he was not a tight end. I mean, he was a versatile guy, as you could see, but That's they kind of cool. moved him into that role. Uh, when you look at Cameron too. so and then when you when you take a look at DJ Dale, came on the scene was a freshman that just grabbed your attention. You thought he was going to be that next guy. Uh, injuries hurt him a lot, but really started it to to twist it around in this final year. Thought he had some good productions. Uh, you know, probably not your typical, you know, first-round defensive lineman coming out of Alabama, but check some box. Byron Young, uh, another guy that can give you a lot of a lot of reps. Uh, he's a guy that plugged the uh, the space right there, and 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 he did his responsibility. But Byron's a guy that, you know, was able to make some plays and get to the backfield, uh, put a lot of pressure in that middle. So Byron, more so than DJ Dale, putting some pressure in the backfield. You know, I know it's going to light. Uh, you know, his fire for the future. Awesome. Ryan, good stuff, man. Always good catching up with you. Good luck down there in Tuscaloosa. And I'm, and I'm sure you're going to be back in the football playoffs next year because if you're not, i got to deal with this guy next to me, and he's a huge pain in the ass when things are going well for Alabama. So, How's Tommy, hey. Reese, how's Tommy Reese doing so far down there as, as the coordinator? Have you seen him, uh, got to watch anything special with that guy? 
Well, you know, they got us blocked out of practice, so they won't let us go to practice. But uh, the rumor is that Alabama's going to reestablish some physicality and get back to punching people in the mouth. They, they went finesse, uh, you know, last few years. I think they'll get back to a physical approach. I think he's going to bring that. But, hey, on another offensive coordinator, i got to say a big shout-out to my guy, Brian Dable. Got yeah. to know him here in Tuscaloosa. Uh, let me tell you, man, what, what a guy. What a guy. And what he's done for that organization. I know you guys are happy up there, but uh, uh, a lot of fun. And we claim him as one of our own now. You can oh, he, stop in Tuscaloosa. He claims Bama, too, believe me. <laughs> okay. Well, you won, you won a national title here. I mean, Absolutely. yeah. So you look at Brian Dable, uh, it was a lot of fun to watch him and, and watch him grow, and we celebrate the success that he's having uh, there in New York. Thank you guys so much. No, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. We really appreciate it. And you just made Howard very happy because he's been begging for Alabama to not throw it so much for about two years. <laughs> and no one was happier when we're going to run the ball. <laughs> and, and trust, Ryan, let me tell you, we were we were together actually. I think we were on a plane when, or maybe we were on the show when it came out that that Bill O'Brien was going to the Patriots. I could not wipe the smile off of this man's face for like a week. So Belichick needed him. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ryan. Hey. Thank you so much. You guys have a great rest hey, of the day. Hey, you too, man. Appreciate the extra time today. You ain't going to get me on Bill O'Brien like that. <laughs> you said it on the air. Hey, look, man. <laughs> run the ball in that Tennessee game. That was killing me. Run, run the ball. If you run it, the game's over. You win. All right, so we're going to have Tom and Stratford. We'll get to him. Then we're going to come back. We'll get Michael Eisen uh, from the draft out there. From the draft. Not from the, the, draft, from the coaches. Owners meetings. meetings. Thank you. I got there eventually, Howard, <laughs> out there in, uh, in Arizona. So we'll have him in about five minutes, but let's get to uh, Tom in Stratford, who wants to talk about the draft, which is why I said draft before. Tom, what's going on? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. As usual. Thank you. Hey, Howard. Yes. I'm a big fan of yours. Appreciate it. I, uh, I miss watching you play, to be honest with you. Well, that's a long anyway, time ago. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm way older than you, so I remember you very clearly. But um, anyways, um, I just want to, uh, regarding the draft, I think Giant fans, we have to remember, and I think Howard, you will agree with this, that the game is won in the trenches, okay? And, and I'll still remember um, Bill Parcells standing at the podium holding the Lombardi Trophy in one hand, pounding the podium with the other, saying, power wins football. And uh, I just, uh, I want the focus, and I think Joe Shane's going to uh, do this as well, uh, focus on uh, building up the uh, defensive line, first and foremost, because uh, I, I don't think, uh, I think we're selling Ben Bredesen short as a as a possible center. Now, Tom, I'll know? say this real quickly. I think they've already started to do that. I mean, look, Dexter Lawrence is a first-round pick. They traded a high draft pick for Leonard Williams, paid him a lot of money. Aziz Ojolari was a second-round pick. Kayvon Thibodeau was a first-round pick. Evan Neal was a first-round pick. Uh, Adrian Joe. Thomas was a first-round pick. So I, I just listed seven players up front on both sides of the ball that were first- or second-round picks. So... I think right. they've well, kind of done a lot of that already. Well, I mean, at some well, point, I, you have to I, get a receiver to throw the ball to, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know, we the uh, the receiver's not going to catch the ball if uh, Danny Jones is on his back. Yeah, I understand that, but uh, you already uh, used two first-round picks on offensive tackles. You've got to spread I'm, the wealth. That's basically what's got to happen. you got to spread the wealth. And by the way, I totally agree. I think you have to be good right. in the trenches. I just think the Giants have already put a lot of re- – for example, look at what the Eagles did. They constantly build up the trenches. You know, you, you probably love the way right. the Eagles build their team, right? 
But once they got them built up, and I'm not saying the Giants are there yet. They are not to the level Philly is on either side up front. They need to get there. No argument, 100% agree. Then what did they do? Oh, Devontae Smith first round. Ooh, trade for A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. So there is yeah, a balance there you have to find. I don't know if there's a Devontae Smith is going to be available at 25. No, but remember, Devontae uh, Smith is picked at 12. You don't need to have to, you don't need right. to find Devontae Smith at 25. You just need to find someone well, better than the guys you already have. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I keep on coming up with Marvin Mims like in the third or fourth round, and I Yo, he, he ain't getting he ain't getting he ain't getting to the third round, dude. <laughs> Not at your no? pick in the third round. No, I, I think okay. I, I think he'll be a top 75 or 80 pick, give or take. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I like Mims well, too. And by the way, if, if if Mims is there in the third round, sign me up. I think that would be a great pick. And it's gonna be okay. A, it's a, it's what, a, oh. what about the, uh, the the guy from um, uh, Pittsburgh? Um, he's he's a defensive tackle, I think. He's like six two, three hundred pounds, but he's got like Kawaja Kansi. You're talking about? That's him. Yeah. The yeah. is smaller. He's around two eighty, and he's got really short arms. Are you thinking about? The oh. Northwestern kid at a Tomway at a Barre, who's 280 and he's got really long arms, but he's a little bit shorter. Yeah, maybe that's the guy. No, I was thinking the guy who was supposed to be uh, really quick, too. Is that yes. the guy from Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Pitt. That's Kalijah Kansi, but he's on the smaller side. He's only 280. He's only about six foot tall, and he, his arms are like 31 inches long or hey, something like that. Oh, he's a defensive tackle. Okay. I, I thought he had like 30, 34 inch arms. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. He does but, not. Never mind. Okay, yep, that's never okay. mind. Anyways, well, so that's why I, I think, uh, you know, I, I have complete faith in uh, Joe Shane and Dable and the rest of the crew there. So, you know, what they decide to do, I'm going to be good with no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking, though, that he's probably going to trade down, uh, perhaps. But uh, Or maybe he might, even, he might even use some of those extra picks because, like you say, 11 guys or 10 guys are not making this team. So maybe he'll trade up. And get one of those receivers. It it depends, you know. A lot a lot of it depends on a couple things, and one of the things I I believe it depends on is like who's going to be there. And thank you for the call, Tom. And thanks for the call. It's like who's going to be there, and what what do other teams value? And I think that's probably most important because you're like you're at twenty five. You got a whole bunch of guys in front of you. You know they're going to be jumping up and down, moving back and forth, getting extra picks. Uh, You got teams that are still trading picks and hoping to secure their guys. You you got. Lamar Jackson out there who 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 just demanding the trade. That's two first round picks. You got Aaron Rodgers is that that that's supposedly going to the Jets. That could be a first round pick. I don't think it's going to be, but that could also be a first round pick. So you have no idea what people are valuing and what they're gonna move to get before you before you get there. Your board's just gonna be like riddled by the time the twenty five comes up. Yeah. We just don't. We don't know who's going to be there. You just don't. We don't know, and that's the difference. In, you know, we went, last year we we're talking about picking fifth and seventh. Yeah, you kind of know. You got you got a good you got a good option. You can list seven guys, and guess what? You're getting two of them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not different when you're picking twenty five. Yep. Um, and I'm sure a lot of questions were asked uh, to the powers that be at the New York Football Giants yeah. out of the owners' meeting, and there to listen and record all of it is the one and only Giants.com senior writer Michael Eisen, who's getting a nice tan out there. At the bit more. Mr. Eisen, how are you, sir? Yeah, John, can we hurry this up? Uh, the sun's getting behind the cloud. i got to get outside That's before it gets so Oh, it's 11 a.m. there. you got a whole day to get to the pool, Eisen. <laughs> you don't worry about that. All right, uh, let's start. Uh, you know, you had a couple notebooks come out yesterday. Uh, just what do you think the biggest thing that, that, that you pulled out of all the conversations with uh, the Giants' leadership hierarchy out there at the owners' meetings the last couple days? Well, uh, also, 
uh, let me just add that we also uh, met with Brian Dayball this morning. Uh, today was the coach's day, so uh, there'll be a couple more notebooks coming. But uh, I think, you know, a couple of the more, the, uh, more interesting things yesterday, I'm sure, or I would suspect something that got a lot of attention back there was that uh, John Maris saying, uh, you know, he would be open to uh, bringing Odell Beckham Jr. back. And Dave said today that he has uh, either talked or texted with Odell a couple times in the offseason. Uh, you know, it kind of sounds like, you know, if Odell is going to make a decision, the Giants you know, want, to, want to be considered if the price is right, although that's obviously not exactly what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Joe Shane saying that uh, the offer that they originally made to Saquon Barkley back during the bye week is, as he said, off the table now. Uh, now that uh, he Saquon's been offered the uh, franchise tag, which he hasn't signed, and uh, no one seems to know. Although it's, I mean, if he hasn't signed, he's not going to be there when the off-season program begins on April seventeenth. Uh, um, and then you know, you know, Dave's he was very. Uh, uh, wasn't much going into specifics. Uh, talked a lot about um, uh, very general stuff about uh, you know inserting guys like Darren Waller into the offense and how Daniel Jones can take the next step in the offense. I thought one thing was very interesting. Uh, Tom Rock of Newsday was prefacing a question uh, about you know you, you set the bar high last year you won a playoff game and you were named coach of the year and Dave's interrupted him and said yeah and got smoked in the playoffs so clearly clearly he has uh, the all loss to Philadelphia still stinks mm-hmm. so so with all that with all that said d- d- you know Dable's doing doing a good job so far we think Shane's doing a good job so far we're we're listening to all these guys that are could be signed might be signed what's and what's going on did, did they have any indication of, of of the other guys not just Saquon but Dexter Lawrence and 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 you know Leonard Williams Leonard Williams yeah. and and are they are they talking about like what what the plan is there or did they, they you know give any hints uh well Joe said yesterday that uh, he has been in communication with um, uh, Dexter's representatives, and uh, I'm actually looking for the quote now, but uh, he feels, he he seemed to uh, express optimism or some hope that something will get done. Uh, You know, there's a big question about Leonard Williams because he has the biggest cap hit on the the team right now, uh, salary cap hit, $32 million. Uh, But as... uh, Joe said yesterday, if he plays every game and he's productive, you know it's manageable. It's not not that it's not a, an onerous number. Um, so really, that it's uh, uh, they uh, are are talking to other people. They mentioned a Sean Robinson who was in last week, uh, the defensive lineman, and Joe said that they are con- continuing. Um, uh, we're still in negotiation with his guys. So uh, there's different things in the hopper, but nothing definitive right now. Isn't it nice, Mike, when they mention the names of the guys that come through here because then we can actually talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's a little different than, uh, than uh, past uh, regimes. Actually, we were talking this morning at breakfast after the Dave's news conference that 
you know, for Joe to say that that offer is no longer on the table. I mean, no one's ever said anything like that before. Mm. And he so, basically, and, and just to follow up with that, Mike, he basically said that they're kind of resetting the negotiations with Saquon, and they're going to kind of start from scratch here. Where if he's on the tag, great, but if they, they're still more than happy to work out something long term with him too, right? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Um, but you know the 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 market has changed a lot since yeah. they made that first uh, offer on in the bye week. I mean the uh, you know different. You can use different words. Somebody said softened. Some have written it's cratered. But I mean, when you have an Ezekiel Elliott out there wait, looking for a job, the, the running back market is not strong right now. So uh, Saquon, frankly, is just not dealing from a position of strength. Yeah, it, it's gonna be a, that's gonna be a little strange for him. I, I mean, I think they devalued running backs a while ago. I think the, the Zeke Elliott deal a few years ago was like it, it kind of topped the charts. That one and McCaffrey, those and, are the two. Yeah, they mm-hmm. kind of topped the charts, and yeah. like, and then all of a sudden they're they're all injured. And the guys are like, well, I don't know if we're going to be paying these guys anymore. So that's that's going to be a tough, going to be a tough pill to swallow. But you got to get what you can get. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Now I know Mr. Mara had. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but they did make it clear uh, that they do want Saquon back. I mean, John said, you know, several times, um, you know, I want. I've told Saquon we want him here. You know, to spend his. We want Saquon to spend his entire career here. We'd love to have him. Uh, you know, they don't want Saquon to go anywhere. They want to do right by Saquon, but in a reasonable financial parameter. Will it be something done, you think, or, or try to get something done before the draft? Uh, they may try. I can't imagine um, they'll get something done before the draft. And uh, I believe, uh, you know, Saquon has not uh, signed the franchise, so he uh, does not have to. Uh, well, he doesn't have nothing's mandatory, but they, uh, Joe uh, was asked, and Dave's was asked today whether Saquon will be there on April 17th. And he, you know, Dave said his usual, I think that's a better question for Saquon. There's no way Saquon's going to be there on April 17th. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because like we were, we were just talking to the guys from Alabama. There, there are going to be a lot of decent backs that come out in the draft. And as a running back, you know, Zeke Elliott and all these guys that are watching, you know, you can get a guy pretty cheap coming out of the draft. Yeah, Miles, so. Miles Sanders ran for 1,300 yards last year. He got $6 million. Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, you got to be got to be aware of what's yeah. happening. That's right. <laughs> All right, Mike, and then it looks like uh, Joe Shane had some interesting things uh, to say about how the Darren Waller trade came about and then about some of his injury issues the last couple of years as well. Yeah, well, he actually said that uh, um, he laid the groundwork for the Waller trade uh, back at the Senior Bowl, he says he's owned David Ziegler, the GM at the Raiders, for a long time, and basically said, "Hey, if, if anybody on your team you know, becomes available, let us know." And then at the combine, they kind of picked it up, and uh, you know they were able to get it done. And there, you know, Waller was limited to 20 games the last two years. Only played nine games last year. Obviously, the Giants are aware of that. But uh, the Giants and Dave also spoke about this today. Uh, Dave said they're already talking about Waller's workload, even in the offseason at the OTAs and training camp. Uh, the Giants think with a combination of being smart with his uh, practice usage and the fact that uh, the Giants have an excellent uh, training staff, athletic training staff, uh, they think they can do everything they can to maximize his participation on the field. Now, obviously, uh, nothing 
there's no 100% insurance for this stuff. Um, but the Giants think they have a program and a way to deal with this that will help keep Waller on the field. Yeah, and he mentioned that the Giants' soft tissue injuries were down almost 200%. From last year, yeah. if you take out some of the players, two hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how you get to negative soft tissue injuries, but sure, why not? Go ahead, Howard. I'm with, sorry. With, yeah. with that said, you know a lot of fans have been been hitting us up and trying to figure out who's going to be playing center next year. Did, did Shane or Dable or, or uh, give you any indication who could be playing that position for us? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Shane specifically said said Ben Bredesen uh, is a guy they really like a lot. Um, Jay Lemieux was in there, um, and uh, Jack Anderson Brian, was the third one, Dave, I think, Dave, right? Dave said, yeah, Dave said this morning that they'll, you know, uh, Dave was less specific as he usually is than Joe, uh, but said, yeah, those guys will get a look. That that Ben has worked a lot at center, you know, either on the scout team or or uh, off to the side, um, and he, and he also he made the point of. Uh, Whatever it is, it's a hundred and I forget how many days he said, hundred and eighty something days to the first game. He says we have a lot of time. Uh, you know, they may draft somebody. There's still going to be players on the on the market. So, I mean, if they had the lineup today, it'd probably be Ben Bredesen. All right. All right, Mike. Two more for me before we say goodbye. John Marin also spoke about. I'm not sure if Joe Shane did too about some of the guys that left that I know they probably would have liked to keep around, like Julian Love and Nick Gates. Yes, uh, John. Uh, both of them mentioned uh, that it was, quote, very difficult uh, to lose Julian. And, I, you know, he had a soft spot in his heart for Nick Gates. Um, you know, but it was the old, you hate to see them go, but you can't keep everybody. Um, I think uh, Joe spoke about it today. Uh, more of, you know, somebody's got to step up. Pinnock's got to step up or, uh, you know, somebody else has got to fill the void. I think coaches, uh, you know, they're so used to this. Players leave every year. Yeah, it would have been great. Everybody wanted to keep Julian Love. He was a good player and a great guy. It just didn't work out. And, you know, I think in Gates' case, Washington just gave him so much money. It was, you know, that's just, that happens. You just Sometimes you just make, you put a value on a player, and if he gets more money elsewhere, then good luck to him. Yeah, absolutely, 100% with you on that. And then I know, uh, Michael, that uh, John Mara had a chance to talk about bringing Daniel Jones back. Uh, yeah, he uh, uh, John spoke to um, Daniel. Uh, I, I think he said before the pro- you know before the process uh, when negotiations started, and then he spoke to him the day he signed, and he you know he emphasized throughout how how much he wanted Daniel to be there. He wanted Daniel to be with the Giants. And, uh, you know, he, he made the point. He is, quote, very confident that Daniel is a quarterback who can lead the Giants to the Super Bowl. He is the type of young man that John wants representing the franchise. Uh, he's still young. Daniel doesn't turn 26 for another couple of months. Uh, and John, uh, John has believed this for a long time, but believes it even um, more now after what Daniel did last year that, if uh, the, we can get the right pieces around him and we're starting, you know, with Waller and, you know, a few others, hey, maybe Odell Beckham, um, that, that uh, Daniel could lead the Giants uh, a long way to a Super Bowl, John believes. Anything else from Dable this morning that, that you think is worth noting? Uh, I'm trying to think. It's really, uh, John, you know, he, he was so, uh, I mean, it was usual. He, he said a lot, but 
but uh, you know, veered from um, uh, specifics a lot. Um, you know, he was asked about you know how using Waller and you know in the difference between in Buffalo, he was the coordinator of an offense where the wide receiver, a wide receiver, was the primary target as opposed to when he was in New England and a tight end. And you know how would you how do you expect Waller to fit in? He says, I think it depends on the type of team we have. I mean, could you be a little more vague? Um, so, uh, you know, and, you know, everything is, you know, geared toward our team. And, um, he, you know, he said uh, you see him lining up in a lot of different spots. Uh, they've lined him up in different spots. Uh, he's worked under different head coaches. You know, he, he really uh, did not uh, – uh, deal with a lot of specifics. Uh, shocking. Yeah, shocking. Uh, you That's know, okay, coach. Um, <laughs> you, you know, he, he talked about this is my, maybe my favorite. Uh, you know, he was, he was asked about you know Daniel and Saquon and how motivated are you to be able to tie those two together for a long time. And this is a quote: "I think Saquon is a good player for us. I think Daniel is a good player for us." To me, it's how the team comes together, not just one guy, not just two guys, but collectively, just speaking offensively, as a group of offensive players. That quote kind of sums up most of the answers before we got. <laughs> he, he, uh, in case you didn't know, Saquon and Daniel are good players for us, uh, but it's about the team. And really, that stage, he's very consistent. He, he's not big on uh, delving into detail on individual players. If he's asked about individual players more often than not, he will turn it back into a collective answer, an answer about a collective group or the whole team. And that's what he repeatedly did this morning. So I, then I would assume, finally, that no one told you who the Giants are picking at 25 in four <laughs> weeks? You know, it's funny, John, you asked that. I don't even think – I'm pretty – no, I don't think – there was even, there wasn't even a draft question, I believe. Wow. Not, not one question about the draft. Wow, that's pretty so, good. Uh, so, no. so the answer to your question is no, I do not have the identity of the 25th pick of the draft. Don't worry. Joe Shane will end in about two weeks. Joe Shane will have a chance to not answer that question as well when he talks <laughs> to the media here at Quest. Yeah, Mike, exactly. <laughs> enjoy the rest of your time out there, my friend. We'll see you in a couple of days back here in New York. All right. Thank you. Take care, guys. Michael Eisen, senior writer for Giants.com, does a great job. We thank him for joining us from uh, out there uh, in Arizona. You know what's amazing to me? As much coverage as all these teams get. You got beat writers, you got national writers, you got guys that'll sit on, on camera with their phones and none of them know anything. <laughs> they, they just don't, they, they, they don't get, they don't, they oh, I'm here to let you know that I don't know anything. <laughs> Loose lips sink ships, Mr. Cross. <laughs> like it's amazing. The Giants run a pretty tight ship. I like it, I like it. What's gonna happen with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, we don't know yet. <laughs> and it's even worse with the draft, where nobody has any idea uh, who's getting picked where, who's going to be good and who's not. It's 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 impossible. And, and like little things, though, you know, that he gives you indications. Yeah, we, we had some talks at the Combine. Yeah, we had some talks at the Senior Bowl. Like, you don't know that till well later. We're just now hearing about these talks he's having with other teams. That's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, 201-939-4513. We have 15 minutes. We could take your calls. We have some open lines. 
Wilson and Roxbury will lead us off. Howard, I'll, I'll let you deal with Wilson. I'm going to take a break here. What's up, Wilson? Oh, God. John, come on. Don't, you don't like me anymore? No, I'm, just, pl- I'm just playing with you, Wilson. What do you got? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you're not going to like You're not gonna like me after I, I, yeah. I say what happened. It, it's, it's Shocking. Okay. Remember, Wilson, I'm here, so if you say something bad, it, it, I'm going to correct you. Hey, Howard, man, I don't want to get you mad, man. You look very intimidated in that little square, man. That's the little square. <laughs> I feel yeah, a, yeah. a square I, up, baby. I oh. feel a square up. Tom, no, something happened. Howard's gone. <laughs> hey, listen. Did someone get unplugged? Uh, Check that out. I kicked something probably. <laughs> hey, all right, so listen. Uh, okay. Joe Shane did a, a good job, you know, trying to get some weapons to Daniel Jones. That's fine. I understand all that, but... Some Giants fans think now that we have, like, a super offense, and that's not true. All, all we did was we swapped Reggie James for Paris Campbell, so we went from, like, not for a four to maybe a three or two. Mm-hmm. And then we then we, we swapped Marcus Johnson for, for Crowder, so we went from a four to a three. Mm-hmm. Then you got, you got Darius. You know, Darius is Darius. You know, he'll catch a touchdown pass, and he'll drop a, uh, he'll drop a ball that you want to grab your TV and throw out the window. You know, Shep is playing the back nine, and Wilder Robinson, we don't know. He had one good game. Any receiver can have one good game. You're forgetting so somebody, team, Wilson. You're forgetting somebody. Oh, well, yeah, but Hodgins, well, Hodgins well, is, is you, okay, you think he's got, you think he's, he's got a, a higher ceiling? Well, I'm not, I'm not even talking Hodgins, Wilson, but, you know, the quarterback doesn't just throw to wide receivers, bro. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, I was going to get to that. I was okay. going to get to that. The, the only proven commodity is Waller. Yeah. And we have to keep our fingers crossed that he stays healthy. So my question to you is this. John, listen. Guys, listen. You paid Daniel $160 million, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to make some noise and go forward, you have to mortgage something. Because if the season starts today, tell me if I'm wrong. The Giants still today have the worst receiving core in the NFC East. Am I right or am I wrong? NFC East, yes. I'd probably say yes. That's correct. Okay. All right, John. So... So, if you want to make some noise, right, because you're paying your quarterback, you have to mortgage something. No, you don't. Because the number one receivers are going to just fall on your lap. Okay, so yeah, but you, you don't have to get your number one receiver. Go I, ahead, Wilson. I, I, go I, ahead. I, I want to hear what he has to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. no, no, no. You go. How, Howard has oh, silenced okay. me. Go ahead, Wilson. I, 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 say, I say if something comes up where you can get a proven commodity, you just got, you got to give him the first round pick this year, John. Because if we if we go back if we go if we start the season again with hoping 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 that Hodges uh, who do you want to give him a first round pick for Wilson? Well, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, what? I mean, the first round pick is either got to be uh, Hopkins or the guy from Cincinnati, T. Higgins. Okay, well, well, T. Higgins isn't on the market, first of all, and you don't, the, you don't think so. Uh, I mean, I, I the head coach and GM said that they're not trading him, so I I, I will take their word for that. Um, as for okay. Hopkins, the, the word seems to be, uh, again, this is just according to reports, and we're not mentioning his name because that would consider be tampering, nope. but, you, but you brought right. him up, that it, it starts with a two. But the problem is that the money oh, attack, but, but the money, how, how are you freeing up $18 million to pay him? Well, well, that, well that, that's, why, that's why I don't make the big bucks. <laughs> yeah, but, you, but, but what you did was you came on. You, what you listen, Wilson, Wilson. You came on. You gave a suggestion. You got to mortgage something to get a receiver. If you get a big time receiver, then you can't pay any lineman to be in front of Daniel. So you got you, you got to pick and choose. I think that the way that Joe Shane and these guys are doing it, they are they they're reconstructing the team from a, you know from a mortgage or a what did you say? You have to mortgage something. They mortgage yeah. something before. 
and it didn't work out. So now they're restructuring and trying to rebuild the team. The problem well, with the problem with what you're saying is you want instant gratification for something that will last maybe a year, maybe a year and a half. I'm just telling you, you can you can say that all you want, but maybe a year. But if you draft somebody in the first round, he's here for five years, six yes. years, seven years, eight yeah. years. No, no, no. But but John, you said you you said it multiple times. You said it that uh, that at twenty five, you're not getting anybody that is going to make an impact. I mean, oh, you well, no, 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 What we were supposed to do today, but we had some great guests. What we were supposed to do today was to go back and look at the last three years of twenty five, the, the number twenty five pick, and we'll and do that next their, week, and to mm-hmm. see who they were, just so you could okay. see. Well, who but they Wilson, were. just because you're not getting a you know top ten wide receiver in the league doesn't mean you're not right. getting a guy that's going to be better than what you have. And look. They're probably not going to step out of this offseason with their version of Jamar Chase. And, and that's okay. And, and, Work on that later. In my rookie year, I believe our pick was number 25. And we drafted Brian Williams. Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl Center played for us for a while. No, and listen, and, and it's, and the, the, the draft is not an exact science. You know, I mean, Victor Cruz wasn't, you know, it wasn't even drafted. So I understand. I'm just saying you know, that that – for once, I know Howard, you say that you don't want a mortgage, but listen, Howard, isn't the NFL like a year-to-year business, Howard? I no, mean, no, it's not. You're paying, you're paying your quarterback. Don't look, you want to look, make look, some look, noise? Look at Kansas City, how they're constructed, right? How, how they have the, the quarterback and a few linemen in place, and they find a couple of receivers. Their defense isn't always top-notch, but they have enough on one side of the ball that they're able to compete constantly. Then you have other teams like the San Francisco 49ers who have built their team offensively and defensively, and you can plug and play any quarterback in their system, and, they can, and, they, and they're and they competitive every year. You have teams that have different philosophies. I believe that this team here, because of, because of where they're coming from, Buffalo, who's constructed a team offensively and defensively with decent receivers, good offensive line, good defensive line, uh, Kansas City, the, the far mentioned team, both teams have you know pretty good teams constructed and put together. If you right, go right. out and you mortgage everything, neither teams, right. uh, neither teams you're listening to has ever done that. I, even with Diggs up there, they, they didn't mortgage everything to get him. They just didn't. Von Miller, Von Miller's there now. Uh, didn't even play this season because he got banged up or got hurt. So like, if you don't mortgage your team, you have a chance to grow your team. When you mortgage your team, you put big money out there. Your free agent signings the following year are so minimal. You, if you like, right now the Giants are talking about where we go, who's going to play center. How can we get a center? Can we find a center? We think Brennison or, or this guy or that guy could play center. But if you had not mortgaged your team. May, you know, you could be like, maybe you would be picking 25. Maybe hey, you would listen, Howard, listen, I think John is sabotaging you, man. You're going, you're, now, now you went black. Now you're coming back. I think somebody's sabotaging you over there. It's almost, oh, you're on the screen? <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about Howard's it. Howard's here. Don't worry. We have, uh, the, the voice is working here. on it, the, by the way. The voice is yes. here. Don't worry. <laughs> No, listen, uh, real quick. I, I know what you're saying, Howard, because uh, the Rams, the Rams mortgage everything to win a Super Bowl. So I guess you can look at it both ways, you know? Well, and Wilson, uh, you don't have to uh, look at the Rams. Look at what the Giants did in free agency two years ago. Yeah, they thought uh, that they was thought. just bad luck. That, that was that was bad luck, John, and and bad coaching and bad everything. I mean, I, I don't no, like. No, 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 no. You you, you don't you don't get to do both ways. Like they they had who they thought was the right coach. They had who they thought were the right players. They went out and picked up right. a few okay. players that they thought, hey, look, these guys are going to be our guys, and they're going to put us over the edge, and we're going to make a run at it. 
Didn't happen. Hey, go back to 2016. It worked for one year, and then all of a sudden, poof, yeah, then, it's gone. Then you're yeah, dragging yeah. your feet yeah. for the rest of the time. John, uh, the 2016 was a full Gacy season. Everybody knew that. Uh, well, uh, yeah, but I that's mean, my point. That, they spent all this money. They got one year out of it, and then it all disappeared. No. Right. But I'm saying, I know you guys don't want to say it, but I could say it because, you know, I'm a fan. I mean, some of the coaches that, that, that the Giants brought, I mean, they, 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 had a gr- they had great press conference. Wilson, but- Wilson, 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 Wilson. I have a question for you. How do you think um, Brian Dable would have done this year if Daniel Jones missed seven games due to injury, Andrew Thomas missed half the season due to injury, and Saquon Barkley missed seven games due to injury? What, what do you think the record would have been this year? I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure he wouldn't done as, as well as he did, but... You know what? Because I, I because this keep on. That's well, what Joe like Judge. Somebody, that's make... what Joe Judge had to deal with in his I last know, year. Get, I'm I not get... telling you he's a great coach, but when you lose no. your starting quarterback, your starting running back, yeah. and your best offensive lineman, it's going to be difficult to win games. That's all well, I'm saying. Well, you know what happens, John? Is when when you rub fans the wrong way and people don't like you, they don't give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm, and that's life. That's well, life. And that's we fine. We didn't like them. Okay, well, I mean, I can tell you, after the first year, we had every fan calling up the show telling me they thought Joe Judge was the next Tom Coughlin. He'd be here for 10 years. Yeah. Hey, listen. Hey, hey, I was never in that boat. I was never in that boat, John. Fair enough. I lost confidence in him after the Cleveland game when he made made Baker Mayfield look like Joe Namath. I said, this guy is – and then he came came out with some crazy thing after the game. I remember what it was, and I said to myself, this guy is nuts. And, I, and, one of, and my body said the same thing. Go, go back. Go back to that oh, game a long well, time I, ago. I know what you're talking about, but listen, when it comes down to when it co- <laughs> Thank you, Wilson. Appreciate Thank the you. call. Thank you. When it comes down to coaching and everything, it all, it's like situations make, make, make the whole thing work for you. Players, coaches, everybody. The only person where situations doesn't make it work for you is the GM. The GM kind of has to like put things together. Oh yeah, but she is controlled yeah, the whole yeah, thing, right? Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, right, right, right. So that, that's that's where it goes. But like, it, and I tell people this all the time. I, I played for the team for thirteen seasons. I think in thirteen seasons we had maybe two really good drafts. And by the way, really quick, folks, we got four minutes. If you want to get in on the phones, get in two zero one nine three nine four five one three. I'm sorry, Howard. Yeah, I, I think in thirteen seasons with the team, I think we had two really good drafts. And I mean, that'll do it. I mean, it's just like. It was like one draft, or maybe one every four years we'd have a pretty decent one. It's just never a, a, a complete correct science, and you don't know what guys are going to turn out to be, how good they're going to be. I think later, after I retired, there were a few more really good drafts. You know, with, with you know after Strahan, when you had the Tucks coming in, JPPs coming in, you could see those drafts. You could see those guys kind of do. But even then, you would have a draft that you'd have guys not on the team and two years later. The entire draft class, so it's it's a hard thing to do, and it's a hard thing to keep putting together. Yeah, and Wilson made the point that now that you paid the quarterback, you went out there and mortgaged something for a receiver. Here's the thing: once you start spending money, Howard, it, it, that's yeah. when you have to draft well because yeah. in order to you know fit all these guys under the cap, you're going to have to at some point have a bunch of really good players on rookie contracts. So it, it, it's it's hard to, to trade away these picks, and yeah. especially when you have so many guys like Dexter Lawrence, like Andrew Thomas, and like Xavier McKinney that are going to make some serious money down the line. Though with the safety market, we'll see how much McKinney ends up making. But, you know, Andrew Thomas and Dexter Lawrence, you're going to have to pay those guys. They're, they're going to get paid. And when you talk about receivers and, and mortgages and something, they're like right now the guy that only people think about is Hopkins. Hopkins is the only guy out there. And he's 30 when he's 31. 
31, and he's going to be making what 30, 30 million dollars almost, or eighteen million, eighteen million base salary. Yeah, so so basically, you're and you're, again, that's just according to reports. We're not saying that they're looking to trade no, no, him. Nobody, nobody's like looking that. to trade. Mm-hmm. Nobody here is looking to trade for him. But uh, what I'm what I'm saying is, and like talented player, super great player, missed a lot of, a lot of season last year. So that means if you're trading for a guy that's going to be very expensive, that missed tons of the season last year. Hopefully, he was trying to come back and be the guy, but. You know, and this will be his third team. Yeah, hamstrings. Yeah. A lot of hamstrings. Yeah, so, like, when guys start getting banged up, and like, and I'm, I'm pulling for Waller, but when guys start getting banged up, it's, it doesn't usually go all that great. It we'll just doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I think only Frank Gore is the only guy I can remember that got, like, a really serious injury and came back and was just spectacular for an entire season. He he got his knee, looked like, destroyed. And, Adrian um, Peterson, too, right? He came off that ACL, was really good. Yeah, but not like Frank Gore. Frank Gore was like that was amazing. I mean, if you if you go back and look at his injury in college and you watch the game and see how his his leg touched the ground, his knee yeah it was, it, disgusting. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. They rebuilt it, put him back in there, and all of a sudden he was like the the Iron Man of running backs for the league for so long. All right, this camera keeps going out. No one wants. It. I Apparently, don't. I don't mind. Appar- <laughs> Apparently, there are ghosts in the camera here trying to and, and, get that fixed. So we all, we're also talking we about work running, on that. Yeah, we're also talking about running backs. They're talking about Derrick Henry, like. Would he be traded or could he be traded? Like, there's not a market for these running backs, like people think. 100%. 100%. For Howard Cross, I'm John Schmelk. Thanks for being with us on this episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live. We'll try to get that camera working for tomorrow because Lance will get very upset if he's not on camera. Well, it looks like it's over his head, so you wouldn't matter. You couldn't see him anyway. Speaking of which, hold on. <laughs> I have I have another review. Oh, no. Someone said – I almost forgot Lance. about this. I'm sorry, Lance. Lance, Here we wherever go. you are. This from uh, Tim Nelson. Love you guys. Coming from Australia. Exceptional show. Funny, informative, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, I interacted with you guys via Twitter because of the time difference. Sorry this was so long, like a piece of Polydot's fettuccine. <laughs> Because we know Lance only likes things short. You guys gives raw opinions like Schmelk's noggin, Aussie for head. Big shout out to Fegels for being the funny guy who brought the locker room insights to the show. Hope he's playing golf and selling off chunks of Florida. He's selling off chunks of New Jersey. Yeah. Well, he actually Fegels just had knee replacement. Did he really? He texted me the the picture of the leg. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Nasty. It's not that bad, dude. It's, it's, it, a, it's a scar from here to here. Yeah, I mean, it was just a really. I, I thought the way they did knee replacements now, I thought it was less invasive. Oh no, 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 no! no. That was like a ten-inch no. scar. Like no, no. it was no the, freaking joke when he sent me the picture. I have a knee replaced. This is what they do. Oh god! They open your leg up. Oh boy! They cut off this part of your bone, the knee. Cut off that part With of the like knee. Like a saw. Yeah, they cut it off. Yeah, and they stick these two joints in, and then you have a knee. And then what they do is like a plate to screw it together. Yeah, you're in. Yeah. That's why when you walk through the airport, you go, ding, you have to go put your hands up and do the whole thing because you can't go through the metal. Doctor detector. doctor told Fegels that it was like one of the two or three worst knees he'd ever seen. Again. Like he said, he said there's a lot yeah, of when, kicks in that leg. Uh, un- unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, some guys have fracturing in their bones in the top, so it's harder to replace them. Yeah, he said he, the, the doctor That's went in there, and he was like, this was this yeah. is pretty, pretty bad. You got to go early. You can't go late. Well, That's That's what they always say. Like, oh, if you feel like you need it, Get it. Yeah, they're, like, they're like, we can wait. You Just wait as long as you can. Never a good answer. I'm telling everybody out there, if you need to get something done, if you feel like you're strong enough to do it, do it while you're strong. I should tell my sister that. She's been holding out and getting her knee replaced. Do it while you're strong. <laughs> <laughs> for Howard Cross, I'm John Schmelk. Thanks for being with us for Big Blue Kickoff Live. We'll see you tomorrow on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, 
have a plan, and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.